0: Or, or, in the realm of experience, is now a state, yeah? You're in a state of traveling later. You're not in a day of traveling later, though that's how it translates, but you're in a state of traveling later. It's not produced by a certain day or a certain night, it shall shines the days and the nights, Yeah? It outshines the circumstances and the situations. If a circumstance, a situation is loose and relaxing, you really can expand into it. If it's sort of what you would say, shitty, you still travel lighter through it, yeah? Because the, the, the overriding state is the traveling lighter now. Just in recovery, they would say, you know, the overriding state was an irritability, restlessness, and discontent. Then something happens, and it shifts into an ease and comfort. Yeah, doesn't mean you're at ease and comfort at all times. It for me it means there was no one that was not at ease, and there's no one that is at ease. There's nobody there. There's just ease and comfort, or dis ease and discomfort. Yeah, one state of mind produces a lot of dis ease and discomfort. Another state of mind produces ease and comfort. Yeah. The one that has dis-ease and discomfort has a lot of selfing in it. The one where it, there's an ease and comfort has a less and less and less selfing in it. So you have to realize, jeez. You know. <laughs> the more I'm there, the more it sucks. <laughs> The, the more I seem to be absent of my, it's sort of like life without Paul. You know what I mean. More as long as life is without Paul, 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 then life is uh, pretty cool. It's when it's life it is now. The, now you write the same book in a way from a different perspective. My life. <laughs> when Paul claims to have the life, it's gonna be a fucking uh, melodrama. You know, probably a hospital drama or a prison drama or something. It's going to have a lot of drama in it. But if it's life without Paul, it can be really, really pretty good. Yeah. But as soon as you try to rush up and get there to enjoy it, it seems to turn sour again. <laughs> it's sort of like getting invited to the greatest party, and every time you show up, it sucks. And you never. It took a so while to put it together, and it's maybe it sucks when I show up. maybe maybe I have a role in this having it suck yeah (laughs) instead of trying to seek for new parties the one that doesn't suck maybe you realize why it sucks is you're there (laughs) and inherently if you're not there there's your solution (laughs) It's really so simple, but it's fucking hard to see. You know, while you're looking, it's impossible. Self-centeredness is a form of looking yeah? that really causes us to be blind to the seeing. We don't see the in, the innate nature of mind because we're looking. Yeah. And the harder you look, the less the less possibility of ever seeing it. Yeah, because the looking is like a bastardized version of seeing. Yeah. But looking stems from the from the self claiming the seeing. And then it turns it into self-centeredness, yeah? The same thing, all forms of looking are being driven by seeing, but none of them will be able to see the seeing. None will ever find it. It's when, if the system is good, like, in a if the system of looking is good, it will fail you sooner or later. Where you will drop, the system will fail, and that's when it does its most service. Yeah, because then you left with nothing, and that's what I am truly. Yeah. Like in AA, they talk about there's a book called "The New Pair of Glasses." You know, by Chuck See. Never read the whole thing, but you know he was a pretty cool guy. I heard he was Richard Chamberlain's father. You know, the guy who played Doctor Kildare. I don't know if you remember, it's a long time ago. Well, Mark does, yeah. <laughs> and in the, the, the idea of a new pair of glasses is re, AA, or recovery, is a new pair of glasses. Now, the unfortunate thing is, being, if the root of the problem is, I believe, identification as self, yeah. The root of the problem, of alcoholism. And alcoholism is just a subdivision of self-centeredness. But let's just say alcoholism, the root of the problem is identification of self. Well, then the pair of glasses called alcoholism, you're taking to be your eyes. Yeah? You're identified with the bifocals as the yours, you. Yeah? Therefore, you're never going to entertain taking them off, right? You're going to be stuck with those glasses, so the best you can do is try to get new glasses... To sort of hopefully correct some of the distortions of the original glasses you're calling your eyes, yeah, because you can't imagine taking your eyes out yeah so if 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 identification as self is the activeness of the disease you know, and let's say uh, alcoholism is an extreme example of that, then if alcoholism is rooted in identification as self, then the pair of glasses called alcoholism we are calling our eyes, yeah? So we get new pairs of glasses to put over these glasses, yeah? And they may correct some of the distortions, but inherently there's still that one distortion of I take myself to be these glasses, yeah? So if something is good, if it's a good pair of glasses, it's going to lead to the point where you'll be able to take them off, yeah? the glasses that you put on, the correct the distortion, and maybe lead to you, maybe, just maybe, the mind may have, have changed or had moved sufficiently enough that it entertains taking off the other pair of glasses. Yeah? The self-centeredness. And then, all lo and behold, instantaneously, there's the recognition of seeing. Yeah? The recognition of seeing occurs as soon as the glasses are taken off. Yeah, but you can't take the glasses off if you're taking yourselves to be the glasses. Yeah, you'll take every other glass off, the program, this or this, some kind of philosophy, an idea you had when you were younger, Catholicism whatever. All these, but you'll never even entertain the possibility. Hey, maybe the way I'm seeing is another form of looking. Yeah, maybe there is a religion here that I didn't know of called self-centeredness. Yeah. maybe I am in the church of narcissism yeah. maybe I'm an acolyte in the church of narcissism one of the mystics of the church of, na- of narcissism I've stared in mirrors more than anything else I've stared at most of my life every window I go by ooh, get a reflection of my many splendid glory <laughs> so let's just say let's just say that's the case We're already devotees of a religion already called self-centeredness, yeah? What would happen if, hey, I may not be that, then those glasses, and this is just, you know, a picture, you don't take anything off, but then those glasses, you can entertain, hey, I can be free of these glasses. Why? Because they're glasses. It's not like taking my eyes out, it's just, (laughs) oh, I can see! Now you may your mind may interpret it as a revelatory event, but in fact the seeing was always there at all times. Every moment of the looking being dominant, the seeing was inherently there. Because there'd be no looking without the seeing. Yeah? So it's sort of like the head may tell you, say a story. Oh, I woke up on the October twelfth, two thousand and one, and then I'm seeing. But you were seeing the whole time. Not you, but they were seeing the whole time. It was just a certain mistake, yeah? And the whole point is, the mind, if it's identified as the problem, can never entertain being free of it. It can only entertain getting a little better from it, getting therapy for it, hide it better, let no one see it. But it can't just walk away from it, because when it walks away from it, it walks away from it as it. So every form of trying to get out of self is really a deeper form of being in self. Yeah, Every form. Every form. There's no exception. There isn't that one jackpot of the lottery. I found the form that I can be in, I can get out of self. No, they're all a form of being in self. Yeah. What gives the self the life it has is our attention and interest. And if you're busy trying to get out of it, you're incredibly interested and attentive to it. Yeah. It's just like when you go to programs where the whole idea is to get out of self, they're the ones that are talking about self the most. You don't go, either go to a deli, no one's fucking talking about self. Yeah, And a lot of people are pretty fucking happy not talking about self, in some respects. Yeah. So this idea of getting out of it, for me, is the, is the hidden being in it. And a lot of people don't recognize it. They don't see that all their effort to get out is actually... A format of being in it. In other words, all the escape hatches don't lead anywhere. All the maps of how to get out of here never lead you to the promised land. Yeah? The whole point is, there's no, how can you transcend something that's imaginary? You can't leave an imaginary place. <laughs> it's impossible. You can't buy a ticket to get out of here. Yeah? <laughs> Can you try? We've tried, and if we, I would like to have a. If we had our little spiritual calculator, I'd love to calculate how much stuff we've done to try to get out of self in our lives. Thousands of shots. I mean, thousands of shots. I mean, see, it takes a long time to get a track like about two inches long. I went this train ride a lot of times, man. None of it was no fucking get. There was no escape. Yeah. All of us, thousands of us, every day, trying to figure out movies, and Somehow movies, get out of here. How has it been successful? It's always a temporary little bit of a sojourn, only to reinstate your citizenship in that place. Yeah? Every time you get your passport stamped with a visa to leave, you're actually verifying your fucking citizenship. how are you going to get out of something that you're not in and what happens in self-centeredness who gets to be questioned does the system get to be questioned no, you do because it's called self-centeredness just like when I was a kid I swear this had such an impact because I still remember it very vividly you know, I was just growing up, and you know, we weren't in, I wasn't in a, a violent or abusive situation, lower middle class had a father, actually probably middle class then and my father played with me, I was the youngest of the of the four kids, and this and that and then suddenly, my father got really ill, which i you know i couldn't understand but I was five years old, yeah six years old. And so my mother told me about my dad, you know, dad's really ill, he's not going to be able to play with you anymore. He's not going to be able to take you to, you know, practice baseball and stuff like that. And I was agreeing with that. And they brought Dr. Jan Quinto, the whole family doctor, and he told me. And all these people told me, and what did I feel in my gut? Not in my gut, but in the bowels of my little head, the self-centeredness. What did I do wrong to make my father not want to play with me? Yeah, It didn't matter how much it was explained to me. The only way, the bottom line of looking at it was, I must have done something to make this happen. Yeah, That's called self-centeredness. So when something fails here, and a system fails here, which is the last thing to be questioned? The system itself. We always put it back on us. It's like a fail-safe mechanism. The self-centeredness always implodes and convolutes back to its own nature, which is obsession. Agitation. Because the only way the reflection of self can appear has to have a lot of mental agitation. You have to have a thought system that is based on that premise of being a self and that reinforces it all day. Yeah, Language. The whole thing they say you know, with kids, there's some research that when a baby hits about 18 months, that's when uh, the the uh, area that's producing the selfing, this mental process, seems to fire. And it may correlate or not, but it fires at the same time the language center fires. Yeah? So as soon as there was language, the sense of self started to arise. And it's through language, it's through these things in our head, the thoughts that are wrapped with the sound of what we call our voice in a form called the language, that's the reinforcement of it. Yeah. So every time we think, we think in language, yes? And every time those things, those piñatas of thoughts are opened up, more conceptual language drops in. And it's all rooted in self-centeredness. It's all conceptualized. It's all taking a thing to be a subject, when there's no way a thing can be a subject. Yeah. There's subjectivity and objectivity. Subjectivity is moving seemingly through this, but the system, the mental process, claims it to be us. We don't see it as moving through us. So even when I did those talks at the dry dock all those years, my experience when I'd go in there every Monday night for 19 years, it felt like something came through, yeah? Like all I was was a conduit. All I was was like a flute. And the winds were going to come and they were going to play something through it. Now the flute, no matter how much fucking it tried, couldn't play a damn note because it doesn't have the juice. It doesn't have the wind. It doesn't have the juice to push through and make sound through those these orifices, these... These gates, yeah? There's no freaking way I could be the wind, in a sense, as this, yeah? But if I'm not this, then what may I be? That wind. So there I was every night, Monday nights, 19 years. Some nights I felt like shit. It still happened. Some nights my fairy princess broke up with me right outside the meeting. Still happened. Sometimes I was totally broke, and my mind had told me there was not going to be no good... Uh, finances coming in the near future, and if I was willing just to sit there, it still happened. The batting average was like 100%. 19 years. Yeah. Based on totally all different circumstances and situations. And then for a while I felt like, here I am, this flute, moving through, but then I realized there ain't no flute either. <laughs> There's just a moving through. There's not a moving through anything it appears to be anything, but there's just a moving through. There's just a manifestation. There's just this drive to express. There's just this extension. Like in Course of Miracles, it would say love, its nature is just to extend, yeah? So it just doesn't sit tight, it extends out. So if you want to call this place love or beingness, it has an oomph or a momentum to manifest. And it expresses. And it expresses through us, yeah? But to take ourselves to be the one who's doing it is incredibly missing the point. Yeah, and of course, as soon as there's a, that point and it's strong that there's, I'm the one that's doing it, then the emphasis goes on that pseudo one called self-centeredness. Yeah. Now you're imprisoned in a in a galaxy in a solar system you're constantly bitching about, but you're the sun. <laughs> You're holding it all in place. Yeah, you know I mean, You're, fucking Venus is too close to me, or for most people, it's too far. The love, the romance. Of the planet, Mercury's really close. Yeah, but we're all bitching. But we're the we're holding it all. It's our gravitational pull. Yeah, the self-centeredness. So that's what happened when they finally. I was introduced to the idea, I may not be that. It was sort of like questioning the core of, the, of that solar system. And when the core dropped out, because it was actually never there, yeah? then the system took on a whole new uh, position. Yeah? Things moved, everything started having their own, it's almost like a free-range solar system. I don't have to fucking go around the sun every day. You know what I mean? <laughs> My interest and attention was freed from this obsession with Paul, reinforcing it with the planet Paul, and it started attending to, let's say, the outer reaches of the universe. You know what I mean? Peace of mind. Clarity, beyond clarity. You know? Brightness. Just energetic. It's like uh, mind unfettered from the bondage of self. It does imply, and of course we have to use the language that there's a someone, but for anything to be bonded, there must be two things, yeah? I don't bond one piece of wood. <laughs> I bond two pieces of wood together, yeah? And if the glue's good enough, it sticks. So in a sense, we're talking about mind, and then there's a bonding of this mind to This idea of being a self. Yeah, and that's the bondage of self. And then once that's in place, the mental system, the mental process called selfing is like the daily glue that's applied, yeah, through the language in one's head. It's like a trance setter. It's like listening to your own, like k Paul all day. It's you're constantly, everything is assumed and inferred and implied from you as the center, as you as the doer, as you as the haver. And you as the chooser. All of these things, these assumptions, are taken to be just rock solid, never to be questioned. And from there, the mind riffs on that idea. Just like if you gave John Coltrane, when he was alive, an idea of, hey John, riff on separation." And he could just go off on like a three-day fucking virtuoso, one-man concert. All right? You're loved, and, you, and yet you experience that you'll never be loved. That happens in separation. You're looking for yourself outside, everywhere. He could just rip, yeah? So that's what happens. Once the selfing is in place, and the claiming has occurred, consciousness is forgotten, and now it's a quality that you have, Yeah? Consciousness is forgotten as a state. It's totally forgotten. It now becomes a, a quality that has degrees and variability based on what? You. But you produce, hey, I did this and I'm much more conscious today and then I did that yesterday and I was much less conscious. So now you're the doer of consciousness. Yeah? So it gets that out of the way. It uses the body as a point of reference, but it doesn't take itself to be the body. It usually says, I have a body, right? When you talk, I my body. It's sort of like you're pulling up and someone else at a car lot and they have a Mercedes and you have a Pinto and you go, my Pinto, you know? So you walk up into a gym class and say, hey, my body, you know? Look at your body, my body. You know? My body's pretty good, yeah? So it's just, but I remember when I was a kid and I had done two hits of LSD and we were going to go to a Rod Stewart concert <laughs> in New York City and I, I decided it sounded like a good idea to take like seven two and alls. It <laughs> probably wouldn't have been too good. And I realized that goes against that instinct they kept telling me about called self-preservation. It sure doesn't sound like this voice in my head wants to preserve any kind of life. I'm gonna be fucking dead if I take these seven <laughs> and two and alls and do its ass, probably, yeah. <laughs> because then I realized that wouldn't time when I was a kid. Hey that, how could that be me? It has its preserving self but it only allies itself with the body, it doesn't take itself to be a body. It's believing it's going to leave the body. Yeah? It's not, it's just, a, it's just driving it, so to speak. So here's this mental process that negates the quality of the I, which is being all there is, and makes it a quality it has, and then it takes on the reference to the solidity of the body. So it takes the I and the you, and it calls it me. Yeah? And it makes and the me is like the king of all kings or the queen of all queens beyond because even in the world there's more than one king but in this world there's only one me yeah and then there's other systems of gods they have tons of gods but there's only one god in this system called me yeah even though when all of you look at this you never you've never mistaken this to be a me <laughs> ever I mean I am a you in your experience right now yeah. And what's experiencing this you are seeing it, not, not what's experiencing it, but what's seeing it is the eye. Yeah? So there's I, 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 From this position of ignorance, this I says you, 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 you. It doesn't matter if there's five yous or 800 yous, you're going to be a you to me. Yeah. Now, yet, I is looking at this, you. I is looking, you. I, you, I, you. Are you, are you, are you. Let's say there's eight hundred two thousand people, the vote's in, Paul, you're a you. Yeah? You <laughs> <laughs> took a vote today and <laughs> well, everyone had the same experience of you and that it's you. Yeah. But I go, no, no, I think the different. I'm me. <laughs> I know you can't see it, <laughs> but it's there. <laughs> Every time I've asked it to show up, it's never shown up, but I just know it's there. I do. I just have such a feeling of, of being me. Yeah? And it must be totally different than the feeling of being you. It must be. Because I can't know what that feeling is, so I'm just going to go with that. It's. Just, so I am unique. You cannot possibly understand this. So how can you help me? Really? Yeah. You don't have the same thoughts I have, which you do. You don't have them, but you have the same thoughts. You don't have the same feelings, which you do. You don't do the same things I do in life. Yes, you do. (laughs) Yet, there's still, no matter how much evidence is presented, there's an arrogant dismissal of it. But it's me. You don't fucking understand. My life isn't about actions. It's about intentions. You know, I had a good intention when I fucked you over that night. I did. (laughs) When I fucked you over the next night, I did have a good intention that I wouldn't do it. And I'm probably going to fuck you over tomorrow. But my intention is not to. (laughs) this is the world of the me and how hard is it not to be what you're not there's no fucking effort whatsoever you're not that you weren't even when you were a baby you had no sense of being a me it came later and you'll probably go through, let's say, Alzheimer's or something. I'm not saying you will. Sorry, I pointed to you. <laughs> <laughs> just start out there. To let's say you go into Alzheimer's or whatever, and there won't be a me either then. Yeah? You won't have a sense of being you any, or me anymore, probably. Yeah, they lose a sense of self, don't they? Supposedly. So if you can lose a sense of self, how could you be that? If you can acquire it and then lose it, I would say it's part and parcel of the commerce of content here—the high and the low, the coming and going, yes, the appearing and disappearing, yeah, like uh, the you know the birth and the dying. It seems to be in that ballpark. Then what's in the other part of the park? What's the context of the park? Is that the scene that's always been with you every moment of every part of your life that you were up or awake? The scene that preceded every event the scene that has allowed you a recognition of every thought that you've ever recognized, or been able to sense or feel any feeling, or every feeling that you've ever had? What is it that brings you what you call your life? What is it that allows that to occur? Is it you? I hope so. Is it me? No. Is it the you, this you? No. But let's say it's the I, yeah? Yes, let's just say that. That kind of tasted really good. The eye. No matter how far back you go, you'll never get behind it, ever. Yeah? You and I, as as this idea of being a self, we're like the fence posts of the self-centered ponderosa, so to speak, yeah? The realm of selfing... Wherever you go and feel it's you there, that's the fence post. That sense feeling of you is never gonna climb over the fence and have a feeling that's, that you're not you. <laughs> it's not the feeling, it's who's having the feeling that you're not you. You may have a feeling that you're not you, but it'll be you having it. That ain't it. <laughs> can't squirm out of it, it's beautiful. You're like this, and then suddenly there may be a letting go, you know, just a relaxing of the body, contracting and letting go. And then blue is blue and red is red. Things become clearer because there's light, you know. It's illuminated. Things are illuminated. Like the little sheath around the scene, that that sense of being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity that's constantly being reinforced. Just maybe, and then the scene, yeah, is bright and, un- and undeterred, so to speak, or let's say uncovered. And then the mind rests on that, yeah, and it finds rest there. Selfing, if it's, if it's looking for something, even if it found peace, it couldn't enjoy peace, like it says in recovery. It doesn't say you'll have peace of mind, it says you'll be able to enjoy peace of mind. It's a difference, yeah? Peace of mind can't be enjoyed by selfing, because selfing is constructed in time. So even if it lands in peace of mind, it starts worrying, will I be here tomorrow? And there goes the peace, yeah? agitation can't, when it meets peace, yeah? It agitates it. (laughs) And then you may think the peace left, but it's you came. You showed up and there went the peace, yeah? You show up and there it goes. There goes the love. You show up and, and you can see you or the encroachment of the sense of you or me through claiming. As soon as it moves in and claims as being the one who's having the peace, there goes the peace, yeah? Agitation can't Rest in peace. Yeah? It's agitated. Selfing is not at rest. Selfing is a desire to become or unbecome. Yeah? It's not at rest. And because it can't become what it's not, yeah? Which is a long-lasting independent separate entity. It finds no peace in that. And it cannot unbecome what it wasn't. Which is an idea of who we thought it was. It can't find peace there. So it can't find peace in coming, becoming or unbecoming. Yeah? But let's say mind or beingness is there and beingness is whole in and of itself. Yeah, It's complete. It's not seeking to attain or achieve anything because it's whole. Yeah, its location is everywhere because it's not centered in self which is a long lasting independent separate entity a little special somewhere so therefore it's centered but not on self Yeah, and if it's centered in this wholeness there's no movement to complete because it's already complete Yeah, maybe the only movement is to manifest or express so when mind meets that or reflects that it can see peace And it can hold peace, yeah? Like that. Instead of already reflecting selfing and everything it comes in contact with, it's like this, yeah? Trying to acquire it, trying to get it, trying to own it, yes? Trying to have it. And in all that activity, it loses the nature of what it's been looking for, which is completeness and wholeness. Something that's constantly moving, but it's truly at rest, because it's not going anywhere. It didn't come from anywhere. It's not going anywhere. It's not waiting for an arrival date. It is the end and the beginning. Yeah. So if you're not what is agitated, you may be what is at peace. Yeah. If you are not what's agitated... For me, that's all that's needed to do, is the recognition of what you're not. Because, I'll tell you, it's going to dawn on you what you are. Because it's going to intimate what it is through you. Obviously, I'm using language, but it's going to intimate. And you're going to know the tree by the fruit. You'll see it. You'll recognize its signature on days. You'll see its choreography. Yeah? You'll recognize it in the movement of grace that's always available at all times. And then an unspoken yes comes and then that's done. It's, that's it. It's added to the debating system and now you you have a place to rest. Yeah? Days come and go, but that state never leaves. Yeah, All the attention and interest on the, the events of the day sort of, they, they leave the, the fixated Uh, meanings and form, and they just disperse. They just spread out. So your attention and interest aren't laser-focused. They're dispersed. They're free-ranging, basically. You're awake. You're alert. You're on. You're awake. And that wasn't something that was caused or produced. It's inherent in the nature of what we are. So let's say alcoholism, you can make it look, you can say it's like a big dog and use anything you want. Your head that's driving you crazy, whatever, self-centeredness. It's like a big dog and you're in this house, let's say, called your, it's called life. And when that big dog's awake, you can't really enjoy your house much because you're usually busy cleaning up after it, having to take it out for walks, excusing it to people after it pisses on their leg or it humps them or something like that. It's a very inappropriate fucking animal. And it keeps you busy all day. yeah. So you're not really enjoying the space of where you live because you have to take care of this. Then suddenly something happens and that dog goes to sleep. Now, the house was already always there, that presence was always there, but now you can enjoy it. Because that freaking dog that was demanding all your interest and attention, and I mean demanding it, it's ravenous for it, is asleep. And if you find a certain way of life that causes it not to wake up, you get the run of the mansion. Yeah. You get to explore, like he said, Jesus says what the kingdom of heaven is like a mansion and you explore the rooms. Exactly. Well what would happen if you were in that mansion, yeah, and you had that all the doors to all the rooms were open, wide open and there was tons of windows, but there was a big fucking dog there that you thought was yours, to the most extreme level where you took yourself to be the dog, Yeah, then everything you'd busy as hell, living for that dog, and making excuses for that dog, feeding that dog, walking that dog, and you wouldn't be able to enjoy the mansion that you actually live in. This is what we what's happening here. We've now learned, there's, an, there's a message or an invitation that that dog is imaginary. What's causing it to appear is your interest and attention. Yes? That's wedded to it. That's enslaved with it. Once your interest and attention can be freed in mind, the way it worked with me is, hey, I'm not that. <laughs> I'm not that. As soon as I realize I'm not that, I lose interest in whatever that is that I'm not. Yeah. I saw it. I used to use that old example. I was interested in that woman biblically, you know, in the next room at a meeting. And I was my mind was running how I was going to conceive my child, first child with her, and live with her, and everything like that. I didn't conceive of the you know the divorce and everything that was probably going to come down the road. But it was all looking pretty rosy. And my attention wasn't in the room I was in. It was all listening, waiting to hear her say something to some of her friends. And I hoped she was going to say something about me. So I could see if, hey, i got it in here, I'll just go ask her out for coffee, you know, and maybe say, hey, I'll help you with the fourth step or something, yeah. I'll <laughs> <laughs> show you how to do this practice, make you feel a <laughs> lot better, <laughs> you, know? you know. And then suddenly, so people are telling me, hey, Paul, you're supposed to be here. I go, yeah, yeah, I understand that, you know, but I can't seem to be here. And then they throw a book on the table, you know, how to lose conversations in other in other rooms, yeah. I page through them and I throw the book down. But as soon as I hear the lady talk, I'm really, when everything perks up, and then she starts talking about a guy named Matt. What happens? I lose interest in that conversation, like that. I don't have to take a retreat to lose interest in it. I don't need any more books to lose interest in it. It's not about me. That's exactly what it's like with selfing. When you realize selfing isn't about you, you'll lose fucking interest in it. And when you lose interest in it, it's amazing. You know how when someone, when you, when you feel good, how a lot of assholes seem to be nice people? It's amazing when you lose interest in that, how bogus the presentation is all day. <laughs> Swear to God, it's like the same old, same old. Yeah? It hasn't had a new script. It's like Saturday Night Live for like the 800th year, you know? It's, it hasn't had a new, a new skit in years. It just, I'm afraid of um, boom, boom. <laughs> you see it so it wasn't that the technical it didn't come from the movie it came from the audience Yeah. I'm giving it all the meaning it has and the biggest meaning I can have is this all this shit's about me that's the biggest fucking meaning my mind can give to anything here bigger than God you dwell more on me than God I'm you, you you sit and reflect more on you than you ever do with God yeah <laughs> so what if I'm not that find out you know Fuck. simple invitation find out but you have enough research what it feels like to be what you're not I mean aren't you done with it it's boring I'm getting older and it's like you know <laughs> he's, he's you know, <laughs> I'm going to be thinking like, uh, I'm going to go to my junior, my junior, uh, what, my junior, or senior problem when I'm like 75. Hey, Pops, get on with it. You're over you know, You're 75 years old now. I've got a 15-year-old mind thinking, oh, I can't wait for that. <laughs> it's crazy, you know. How many formulas have you tried, and how many have worked? None, if you're still trying formulas. (laughs) If the 60th hasn't worked, why would you expect the 80th to work? (laughs) It's a failed system. Failed system. If we rely on a failed system, what's it going to feel like? Well, you can explain how your day was today. It would probably be a good example of it. Each one of us, if we shared about our day, probably a lot of the day would be an indication of my relying on a failed system, with hoping to, to get like that form of sanity, hoping for, you know, doing the same thing, which is reliance on a failed fail system, expecting that different results. Yeah? A failed system's never not going to fail. It's like its nature, just like the snake is going to bite you, if you're nice to it or not. Yeah? A failed system is going to fail. When mind relies on that, what does it have? It has anxiety. When mind relies on its own nature, what does it have? It has ease and comfort. The faith's exact same thing. It's the faith is just a form of energy that mind has, and it exhibits here in this place. And it, the only every one of us has tons of faith. The faith is determined, or its uh, influence is revealed by what vehicle it's put in. So if you put your faith, it's not your, but if faith is put into a failed system, what's it going to produce? Anxiety. Yeah? Someone who has total faith in their thought system, they're living on every thought about next week. And those thoughts are projecting they're going to be fucked. And you know what? They're fucked right now. Entertaining that. They're contracted, they're short of breath, their mind's racing, and they're not paying any attention to what's happening here. Yeah? If you didn't have faith in that failed system, it would be seen as, hey, that's not happening. And then the faith would reside right here, and there would be an ease and comfort in your own circumstances, no matter how heavy the circumstances were, you'd still travel lighter through. Yeah. Yeah. Can't I try to have a system of being the flute instead of the dog? Yeah, that's what works. Yeah, it can, but uh, hopefully, uh, then it will lead to you're not the flute either. But the thing with the dog, it's just a picture, yeah, yeah. You see it. That's what happened with me. I may have I had a lot of high flute ideas when I when I got loaded because I'd been with a spiritual teacher when I was young for like five years. I knew a lot of spiritual information but there was no application of it whatsoever I was walking the dog every day cleaning it up, buying it's food stealing it's food making <laughs> excuses for it I was a fucking, you were a dog person I, I had one dog that I, that I took care of 24-7 and the reason why I couldn't break the relationship I was the dog I took myself to be the fucking dog how am I going to bring myself to the pound (laughs) I'd always leave I was going to read something tonight but I thought I might as well just keep it on the dog shit level you know Like Marty, here, Marty just had a hippie person. So there's a huge amount of gratitude because he's not feeling pain. That didn't take 80 pages of something to read, right? It's just a natural response. You got relief, yeah? Gratitude arises, yeah? The greatest solution to dissatisfaction is satisfaction, in a way. <laughs> when you're satisfied, I'll tell you, <laughs> your seeking may dramatically alter. Because you won't be looking for anything anymore. (laughs) And you'll be freed from the need to be liberated, which is a great one. Because the only thing that needs to be liberated is what you're not. That's the only thing that fucking needs to be liberated. (laughs) And you can't liberate itself from itself. (laughs) It's called bondage itself. So yeah, you know, it didn't take, you didn't have to, there wasn't any... uh, Unclarity about that. It's just a natural response. Well, there's a natural awareness all the time. It's a natural state of diffused attention. It's not concentrated and focused. It's more diffuse, you know? It's called onness. And now, your mind has the ability, just like when it moves through this this body, it has the ability to touch things, taste things, smell things, right? Hear things. And i the other, feel things. Yeah? Well, when mind is also freed from being the one here, it has the ability to sense nothingness. Yeah? It senses the presence of space. It senses the presence of space. The space, really, nothing is all there is, really. Everywhere you go, they just, I was just reading this stuff the other day that you know, when they break down the atom, the atom, ninety nine percent of the atom is space, yeah. The more they break things down, all they get left with is space. So yet the space can't seem to be broken down. So I would say the space begets what's appearing in it, yeah? Not the other way around. So we take ourselves to be we give the meaning to space from the appearance level. When, why don't we let the appearances be be given the meaning of themselves by the space level? Maybe you'd see things differently, yeah? Just like in AA it says, you turn your will and your life to the care of a higher power, of your own understanding. Why not let it be a God of its own understanding, yeah? Why not? Give up your framing the idea of a higher power of presence or this and that. And allow presence, and it's not a thing, but allow that aspect of mind to reveal what it is through you. Yeah? And you know what? It's probably not even, there's no even point that it's revealing To you, it's revealing through (laughs) the note. The playing of the note isn't for the flute. (laughs) The flute just facilitates the playing. Yeah, it's not for the flute. (laughs) Why not? Why? Why does it have to be that every way, everything we look at, we apply these rules to it? Why not? Can we just maybe question that and let it suspend? And let something else apply its rules to us. <laughs> I mean, then you're out of the "I know" game and you're in the finding out game. I find it's a much uh, convinced, much more convincing form of knowledge to find out than I know. You know, I know when it when the shit hits the fan doesn't usually. That's when you don't know what you really need to know, right? But when you find out. About the shit hitting the fan, it may be the last time you get hit in the face with that shit when you find out about it. Yeah. yeah Mark. Can we turn the
1: light on? Yeah. <laughs>
0: uh, I like the dark when it goes down. It's hard from this side though, because your face is just a shadow. Oh mm. yes, yeah. that's the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> What's it called Two Face? I like these people here. No, you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's dark. I don't know. It's so refreshing for me. I just enjoy. it entertaining I couldn't wait to go to any other meetings so we had to start holding our own you know <laughs> and stand that you know oh when's he come into town three months from now oh okay we his book over and over again fuck that let's have living meetings <laughs> <laughs> this is where the juice is you know you can sense the energy right and there's it is it's just like it's like taking a shower you don't see you know but it leaves a deep impression on mind. Yeah. So that's it. No more questions. One, two.